0: no pain, no gain. Welcome to the Fight for Love podcast, the show where we talk about health, empowerment, and training. No pain, no gain? I'm not sure about that. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Love podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube on another episode on the YouTube channel Cats Coffee and Kickboxing. My name is Tanya. I'm a personal trainer in the Zurich area in Switzerland and welcome.
1: Nice to have you again. First before I start, I want you to see this. This is Karan. (laughs) Lassie cat move.
0: So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you should see him. He has that blep cat moment where his tongue just sticks out and he's laying in my lap. And he's just being a cute boy. Such a cute boy. I should just set the camera down. I know you want to see him and not me. Okay, we'll do it like this for a while. Let's see, until he decides to leave. Anyway, um, today's topic no pain, no gain. And what is wrong with that? So this is not working, guys. Maybe I can get us both into the free. There we go. Okay. Why no pain, no gain is not working. Um, we are talking about overtraining and recovery, recovery in overtraining. And I want to start with the question, what even is overtraining? Um, I was gonna read this off the internet but look how unprepared I am (laughs) I was gonna google it first and read it to you guys because there's a good definition out there what is
1: overtraining go google go here we go overtraining syndrome occurs when
0: an athlete doesn't Adequ- adequately, adequately recover after repetitive intense training and it can include fatigue, declining performance and potential injury so overtraining is basically when you don't allow your body enough time to recover before you jump back into training my definition is better than this one
1: um, just kidding also I was going to read what I want to walk you guys through
0: first. Um, So we just covered what is overtraining. I want to go into the symptoms of overtraining. Why we overtrain? Because it happens to a lot of us. uh, Tools for recovery when it's okay to overtrain, quote-unquote okay. Um, Avoiding overtraining. Yeah, that's it. So, oh yeah, by the way... If you notice that my hair is still a little green on the side, can you see it? I don't even think you can see it. Um, We just had a little party, costume party, and I was being the Joker from Batman, Um, the Heath Ledger version of the Joker from The Dark Knight, which I like very much, his character and his performance in that movie. So um, yeah, that's why my hair is still a little bit green. It said it can be hard to wash out on on hair, but I think I'm doing pretty good. But I just missed a spot. So anyway. Okay. Symptoms of overtraining. We just covered a few of them. Um, Symptoms of overtraining. Fatigue is a symptom. So, I mean, this is a pretty tough one to figure out, too, because, of course, you're going to be tired if, if you work out a lot or when you work out a lot. Um but fatigue i feel like is something that doesn't really seem to go away. Usually when you're just tired from training, you're just gonna um get a good night's sleep in, maybe have a day try try to recover for one day and then you usually you'll feel better then after that. But um if you're in overtraining it can be tough to do so because sometimes when you're in overtraining, the fatigue doesn't go away. And I think that's the, something to differentiate because normally you're tired maybe for one or two days and then it gets better after that. But when you're in overtraining, usually fatigue lasts longer, if that makes sense to you. Um Another sign of overtraining can be sore muscles. Also, same thing. If you do a lot of sports, you're sore all the time. I, I get that feeling. I have it most of the time I feel sore. I feel more time. I feel more times I feel sore than not. But, um, if you're in overtraining, it can get to a point where your soreness just feels really bad. Um, muscle cramps, for example, is something too, uh, that kind of plays into this. Um, also something you have when you do sports, you often have muscle cramps, or at least I do, but I feel like if I'm, Starting to train too much, the cramps can get like occur really fast, and um, also like it burning in the muscles. For example, let's say you walk up a flight of stairs, like a normal thing to do for most of us. And um, what can happen is that in when you're in overtraining and you walk up a flight of stairs, your muscles, your leg muscles, really start to burn like really, really bad, as if you would have just performed. 100 squats or whatever and um just like the burning effect that sometimes occurs when you're training occurs really really fast but doing like everyday exercises that usually don't don't bother you and i feel like that's something that overtraining um that 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 you feel when you overtrain well, that's my experience um also getting sick a lot or like getting sick really really fast catching everything that's going around um, I remember when we first started, me and my friends started weightlifting. Or we just started getting more into it. I mean, I've been in gyms since I was like 16 years old. But um, when I was in my 20s, I wanted to like really get muscly. And we trained or my friends trained with a bodybuilder for some time just to kind of learn what to do. And we did that that same type of training. It was like a training of... Um, Like you, you, you take heavy weights, like pretty heavy weights, and then you train until your muscle cannot do any more reps. And then your friends help you with the reps. So you get more reps in, even though your muscles are tired. I'm not saying it's a smart way to train, but that's what we did. We were young. We just wanted to gain some muscles. We didn't know a lot back then or not what we know now. And, um, what ended up happening was that all of us, hold on, I'm gonna just set the camera again.
1: There we go my boy is just sitting there so focus on me now
0: <laughs> um, so what ended up happening was we would train once a week like the entire body like all the muscles and usually we were just um, I think we went on Saturdays usually and on Sundays we were just out we were just done and it felt like we would catch every like little thing that was going around like every every little flu or every little um sore throat or whatever and like if you trained and you did not feel like super well you could be sure to be sick the next day so I kind of feel like because that was a really tough training to do again I'm not saying it was a smart training but it's just what we did back then um and I feel like this kind of messes your body up in a way of um, you just use so much energy to, to recover that you don't have a lot of energy for anything else. And like, uh, also like fighting, fighting viruses and stuff. So that's a clear sign of overtraining because we did, we put a lot of strain on our bodies and, uh, we did not, it was too much. It was too much. And, um, that can happen really fast. But let me not get ahead of myself. Um, signs of overtraining. Also, um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, like, uh, focus. It's hard to focus. Just like everything that comes with being tired. Or also, like, if you've, if, if you've partied too hard, it kind of feel kind of like when you overtrain too hard in a sort, you feel tired. You, you have a headache. You, you, you're just not where you could be performance wise and um like your heart can start racing at random moments or you feel really really tired doing everyday everyday stuff even though you're well trained and these are all signs of overtraining let me see what i missed because there's more there's like actually a lot of a lot of signs of overtraining and we'll get into all of them or most of them. Most of them, um, because if I cover all of them, we'll be here tomorrow still. Oh, yeah. Poor quality sleep. That's a good one, too. Oh, and what I was what, what I was just talking about, lack of energy, decreased motivation, moodiness. That's. um, Yeah, or kind of like it's kind of like signs of. Depression, sort of like not feeling joy from things that were once enjoyable, it says here. Poor quality sleep. Poor quality sleep can definitely occur when you're in overtraining. Um and sometimes it feels like you're so tired. You you're ready to just you're just gonna you know you're just gonna lay down, you're gonna be knocked out. But overtraining kind of um doesn't let you calm down enough to actually get a good night's rest of sleep a uh, good, night, good night's sleep. And um I feel like that happens a lot too to people. And um, like uh, insomnia is um, something that's pretty common, I would say. And if you're in overtraining, this can be, well, this can be because you're in overtraining. Your body cannot kind of, cannot calm down. It's hard for you to fall asleep or to stay asleep. I kind of know this um, from sparring sessions. It was tougher in the beginning than it is now think i got uh, used to it by now but maybe some martial artists mar- martial artists out there know what i'm talking about sometimes when you have like a really tough training or like you spar for uh for a while or you just have a tough sparring opponent um that just really gets your adrenaline going it can be hard to calm your body down especially if your training session is late uh, uh, in the evening and um can be hard to relax and to fall asleep even though you're bone tired you're so done that you just can't fall asleep or you keep waking up um having like random thoughts in your head it's kind of annoying but I guess it's part of it I mean it's not always doesn't mean you're in overtraining but it can mean your session was really really tough on you mentally and physically and um if you do it too much then it becomes a problem but that's what overtraining is. Overtraining is not, I have this once and then it goes away. That's not overtraining. Overtraining is like, this is a cycle that you're not, you can't get out of. And we'll talk about how you can get out of it
1: later. Um, Let me see what else we have. 19 signs of overtraining. Overtraining is like, ugh, there's a lot, there's so
0: many signs. Resting heart rate. Oh, yeah. Um, the heart rate variability, HRV for short, can actually help you. That's actually a good tool to um, discover overtraining, to to see whether you're in overtraining or not. Um, there's different tools you can buy to measure your heart rate variability, HRV. Um, I cannot medically... Um, tell you what it is i'll try to explain it in my layman's terms um so your heart your heart beats but it doesn't beat in the very same intervals all the time and the pause in between these intervals can indicate how well you're recovered and there's um tools i don't think i have it here right now i don't i have it in a different room but there's like a finger around my hand you are so funny you are so funny. There's like finger sensors and stuff you can buy that measure your heart rate variability. You put it on your finger and you just wait for a couple of um, seconds, like 30 seconds or so, breathe slowly. And it measures your heart rate variability. And it tells you whether you're in overtraining or not, or in danger of overtraining or not. It kind of tells you that you have a, um, well, and the one I have, it's from iFleet. Um, you have like a green, orange, and red section like it shows you when when you t- took the measurements it shows you where you're at and it shows you shows you whether you're good to um you're good to continue training or whether you should take it slow or whether you should just stay at home and not train for the next like until your hrv gets better so that's a pretty cool tool i i like that i can really uh, recommend this and um yeah let's move on to why we overtrain? Because I think that's a really interesting question too. Um, because obviously overtraining is bad for you and your body needs recovery. So why do we fall into overtraining? And uh why is it so hard to regenerate when it's like or regenerate um recover when you just love training, you know? Why should we why do we even go in there? Like why do we even go get into overtraining? Um I've been thinking about that question a lot because I know I've been in overtraining before. And now that I have been training for a long, long while, and when I say training, I mean like really like training in a sport that demands a lot of you for quite some time now, for many years now, I kind of know the signs of overtraining before they they get too worse. I know when I'm in danger of... of getting into overtraining and i can take measurements to cut back on my training when i have to before it's too late um but why we get into overtraining i can only speak from my perspective um maybe you have a different idea so if you ha- if you do put it in the comments of this video if you're on youtube or text me reach out to me i'll tell you my social media um, at the end um but i think personally one thing is okay like Some of us love training and some of us really want to get better at what we do. I know that's the case for me. I love kickboxing. I want to get better at it. Um, I realize I'm not getting much younger and I want to get like everything out of it that I can um, while I can. So to, yeah, just get as good as I can in the time that I have before, you know, like my wrist starts to like... Fall off and stuff because I already feel it sometimes. Um, <laughs> I have boxing hands, boxing wrists. Um, but yeah, we want to get better. We want to get results fast. I guess that's one thing. But also, we want to push ourselves because it's our sport. We want to we be good, especially in a sport that's very competitive, like uh, like kickboxing. I use my sport because it's just what I know best. Um, when we do sparring, I want to see that I don't want people to have it easy when they spar with me. I want see. I want to see them go like, holy shit. She, I have to take her seriously as an opponent. Um, also, if I do fights, like I, um, you guys know I've done one fight, one big one, like a couple of short, like uh, more like a fun sparring session fights, like sparring with strangers fights. And um, I was supposed to have a fight, but I didn't have an opponent. Um, anyway. Uh, but when you want to go and compete, of course you want to be the best version you can be and, um, preparation for, for competition is, is hard work. And that's when you're most likely to fall into overtraining. Um, but also, yeah, we want to get better. We like our sport. We, we just want to, um, we want to get better. I think that's like the main thing why we fall into overtraining, but also maybe into lack of knowledge. not nah acknowledging acknowledging the signs of your body um that's definitely what happened to me and my friends when we started lifting weights the way we did and um i mean when you're young when you're in your 20s you're like okay nothing can hurt me right and um yeah i think that's what happens to a lot of us maybe you have another idea so let me know um tools for recovery Let's move on to this one, because I think that's really important. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who know more about sports than I do about recovery um I've always always heard them say, "You know if you want to recover, just just watch what you eat, sleep a lot, and just do nothing." But then I read about kind of get your, getting your blood flow going to recover better, like there's tools for that um again, I'm going to speak from my experience, me as a trainer, if somebody asks me, how do I recover? I usually tell them, you know, you don't have to do a lot. You just, yeah, eat sleep. And I mean, eat smart sleep. And um, what are you doing? Silly boy. Um, Eat sleep and uh, just maybe take some slow walks during the day to kind of get your, your um, metabolism running. But like, you don't really have to do a lot but I usually train with um let's say like everyday people like they're not super like super pro athletes or or anything um so it's it's easier but I know that like the the higher it gets in sports the harder people recover and um I mean I know there's like a red light therapy there's like special massages you can do i'm not going to get into that because i don't know too much about that but what i want to talk to you about is like the tools that you and i like everyday people who like sports can can do can afford Um, and let me start with something that's not always affordable which is sport massages Um, They're super cool for recovery, especially if you're getting sore everywhere, if they have to like loosen up some muscles. I love a good sports massage, but again, they're not extremely affordable all of the time, or at least not where I live in Switzerland. I mean, what is affordable in Switzerland? Am I right? But Sports massages is a cool tool. And when you feel like you're getting too sore or some muscles are just getting too tight and you don't feel like you can get out of it by yourself, sports massages can really help you. I mean, they've saved me a couple of times before. Um, Foam rollers are a really cool tool. Um, I don't know where I would be without my foam rollers. I got to be honest with you. And um, mind you, all these tools that I'm talking about, or most of them, I don't think they have been researched very well. This is a personal experience and what I heard from other people and what I've experienced. But foam rollers, I can really recommend. Um, there's different kinds. There's like rolls, like little balls. You can get really deep into your muscles with your fascia. Foam rollers are here to especially like release your fascia, which helps your muscles really uh, release and not tighten up too much. And um, I have like a small roll, I have a big roll, and I have one that I really love. It's like, we call it the avocado, even though it doesn't look like an avocado at all, but it has like two balls and they're connected in the middle and you can roll up and down your back with it. And it's a really cool thing. This one I love a lot. Um, Also, obviously, stretching. Stretching is good for your muscles because it gets your blood flowing. It kind of pulls apart the little, little filaments, the little um muscle the the smallest muscle tissue you have it kind of pulls it apart and and um just allows it to to loosen up a bit so this is definitely something that's worth doing stretching i often stretch in the evening before i go to sleep i also stretch my hip every morning because i'm an old lady and i feel my hip but other than that i like stretching in the evening like maybe you watch some 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 youtube videos or whatever and stretch while stretching while doing it this helps me a lot to uh, recover um also i just started doing cold showers which sounds horrible and i kind of started it because i thought it sounded horrible Uh, because um where i live we have a lot of lakes here in switzerland summers are amazing and whenever i get into the lake which i love i love it but it takes me like 30 minutes or so to get into the water because i hate cold water i hate cold anything and um it's september now that i'm recording this or no it's not it's actually not yet it's um august 29th but it's gonna be september soon i'm like no but um yeah it's gonna get colder and um I don't know. I just, I don't like the cold. I don't know. How about you? But um, but yeah, I started doing cold showers because um, I just kind of felt like I heard so many good things about it. So I was like, okay, I'll tr- I'll just try it. And um, I hated it at first, but I kind of started to like it, which I never thought would be possible. Um, but it's supposed to help you with uh, recovery too. It's supposed to help your muscles um recover and especially like bruising and stuff swelling and if you're a martial artist like me um that comes in very handy like after a hard workout you have all the the bruises on your legs on your shins um and where not like you're just bruised all over um it can help you with this too that's what i read i just started it so i'm still like i started it in uh in August. And um I gotta be honest, I haven't been very consistent in the beginning, but I'm starting now after training. I start with lukewarm water and work my way to colder water, which is a tip my friend gave me. It works so much better than what I did first, which was like just literally just putting on the cold water and jumping underneath it, which is horrible. So you better start with lukewarm water and work your way down. So that can really help. What I've heard a lot too is um, Epsom salts, E-P-S-O-M, Epsom salts. I've heard of that and I actually tried to buy it, but I couldn't find it online, believe it or not. Because like um, over here in Switzerland, we don't have like Amazon usually doesn't deliver here. So I couldn't get it, but I still like, I still have it in my mind. Um, And Epsom salt is salt that comes from a region in England, I think, hold on. Yeah, town of Epsom, located at a stone's throw away from London. Okay. Um, And it's supposedly it has a lot of magnesium in it, which um, they claim can be absorbed over your skin. I don't know if that's accurate. Again, don't know if that's true but i heard people talk about this and i really wanted to try it out so um you just take a bath with the epsom salt and it's supposed to help your body recover from from sports and yeah um then i was going to pull out a site that has some recovery tools on it to give you an idea of what you can do
1: one thing that Oh yeah, compression socks is a good
0: thing, especially if you're a runner. Compression socks, they, they just compress your um your your muscles and kind of help the blood flowing better. Also helps when you're on a long distance flight. I always wear my sister's pregnancy stockings, their compression stockings when I'm on a long distance flight, because um it just helps your blood flow going and it, it prevents uh thrombosis and stuff.
1: Um so that can be really good. Also there's um oh yeah, the the massage guns. Like they're little
0: they're like they look like little guns and they have like this head that comes out and it kind of hammers on your muscles. Goes like like <laughs> On your muscles, and it's it's also it's kind of like the foam rollers, it's supposed to massage your fascia and your muscles and help you recover in that way. That's a cool tool, too. I have that one at home too. Um, massage chair. All right, if you're lucky, I guess. Um, foam roller, we covered that one. That's pretty much it. That's what I got here. Again, if you have an, another idea. Put it in the comments or
1: let me know. I'm curious what you've tried out, what you think. Um. Then we have the question, when is it okay to overtrain? I actually think in some
0: cases it's okay to overtrain. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm not saying it's good for your body. I'm saying it's okay. It's excusable. For example um and i said it before if you're preparing for a competition i mean of course you don't want to be overtrained at the day of competition that's very important because you're not going to be able to to um do what you're supposed to do um you're not going to be 100% strong in yourself so i'm not saying overtrain fall into overtraining and then do the competition that's like the worst thing you could do but i feel like when we train for a competition we tend to fall into overtraining quicker because we just train more and we don't give ourselves a break. But oh, and as I'm saying it's okay. I put it in quotes, in air quotes, because I can understand how you get into overtraining in that situation. And again, not saying it's good, not saying you're you're supposed to, but I'm saying I understand how you get into overtraining. That's why I'm saying it's okay, quote unquote, because that's like the only excusable time that you should go all in in training or like more than all in you should always go all in um but this is like the only excusable time where you kind of go above and beyond to get everything out of your body and overtraining is like it's very close in that situation and um obviously you shouldn't fall into overtraining But if you do, uh, and if you do, you should get out of it as 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 fast as you can or as good as you can. But I'm just saying, like it's, it's more okay because it's, it makes more sense. You know what I mean? Again, it's not good for your body. But um, also uh, after competition, just really take your time out. See it all the time: people competing, people fighting, and they're back in the gym the very next day. I mean, I guess if you know your body, you know your body. But um, I feel like a lot of people just Don't, don't really give their bodies the times that they need. But I mean, you do you, everybody's different. Everybody is different. So just listen to yourself and ask yourself, do I really need to go to training after I just performed and trained? like the hardest I ever trained. I don't know. You can answer that. But just be honest with you and give your body, sometimes give your body a break. I think that's um, very important. And I think a lot of people kind of ignore it. Again, maybe it's it gets easier when you get a little bit older because you kind of, your body just doesn't do every stupid shit that you want it to. It just goes, oh, oh I've had enough of that no thanks so yeah um avoiding overtraining so how do we avoid getting into overtraining um it's actually pretty much what i just mentioned before it's sleep get in a lot of sleep when you're an athlete you probably need more sleep than when you're not and um you know people say you need seven to nine hours of sleep a night or seven to eight, uh, seven, to, yeah, seven to eight, seven to nine. Um, I'm a person. I need a lot of sleep. I usually need eight hours and, or even more. No, I need more because when I train, I need um, at least eight and a half hours to not be pooped the next day. Um, nine hours would be better, but I'm a person. I, I need a lot of sleep. I've always been that way. Um, maybe if you're one of these people who who can like, walk around with four hours of sleep a night like how are you even human i don't know but if you're one of these people then um maybe give yourself one or two hours more when you do a lot of sports your body really needs it your brain needs it and um just kind of see if this experience helps you maybe it won't but i'm just saying give it a try uh, because of a lot of re- research um there's a lot of research on this and um it does point towards you need to sleep seven to nine hours a night uh also nutrition guys nutrition is key nutrition is so important especially if you're if you're somebody who does a lot of sports nutrition can really fuck up your performance or really enhance it um if I mean, I'm not gonna go into nutrition. you guys know enough about this probably, or if you don't follow channels um, inform yourself, research nutrition is really, really important in sports. um also, like you have to have your macros in, obviously all of them. That's what I believe. So carbs um proteins, and uh, healthy fats. Also, your micronutrients are really important. And that's one thing. Again, I'm coming from my experience. Um, and also, my clients' experiences for sure, magnesium is a big one for a lot of us. Um, iron can be a big one for most women. I never had problems with iron, but I know a lot of girls who've had problems. Um, iron, I'm not enough iron. And a lot of micronutrients, like for me, what I. What what I um noticed is that when I you know like you have these these drinks with micronutrients in them, um, they, they come like in packages. It's like a um, like a, this fine. I'm forgetting the word. This fine thingy. You can put it into water and dissolve it in water, and you have all these these micronutrients in it. I feel like it makes a difference for me like if i train and i i use these a lot i feel better i recover better um also um amino acids i feel like when i when i um supplement with amino acids it does help my performance and especially my recovery but again my experience you try for yourself uh also what i want to stress about this topic is don't go for the cheap stuff. Really, really watch how much of the good stuff is in there. Like sometimes you pay a lot for just something that doesn't really have like a lot of the nutrients in it. Um, So check the labels, check the numbers on the labels. And if there's no numbers on the labels, forget it. It's probably just expensive water. So it's just really watch out what you get. Maybe uh, go to a place where they can... Um, Kind of tell you more about that. Uh, Don't buy from multi-level marketing companies. Usually they're shit. Not always, but usually they're shit. And uh, just go for stuff you find in the free marketplace, okay? I think that's better. You're better off that way. Um, Nutrition, sleep, recovery, mindfulness. Mindfulness, stress management. I mean... You guys know I'm from usually uh I'm I'm originally I come from Kung Fu. I come from um the martial arts, the traditional martial arts. I've done Kung Fu for like ten years before I started kickboxing, or it kind of overlapped uh, for a time. But anyway, um I'm more on the atheist side these days and not don't believe in this woo stuff too much anymore. If you do fine, that's okay. I don't mind. But uh, that's just me. Um, But I'm still strong on meditation and mindfulness. Because I believe when you sit down with your thoughts or music, whatever. But if you sit down and just try to get all this loud blah, blah out of your head. And just sit with your thoughts or present in the moment for a while. It really gets your stress levels down and I think they did tests on that too like they they measured the the, the um the pulse of people and kind of um, they've seen the difference between um how you how stressed you were before and after you meditated um. So I think it really helps you calm you down and uh, kind of gets you back into this present moment, which is in today's society, especially a very valuable thing. And um, I mean, we're always on the phone. We're always on YouTube. We're always doing stuff. And um, I'm, I'm the same way. Sometimes you just need to, to, to get a little bored. And not fill your head with constant information and just sit and be quiet and calm down. And I do believe that helps us recover in a big way. Also with stress. It helps with stress. Obviously, stress is a recovery killer too. If you're stressed at the workplace or if you're stressed because you work out too much, um, it can really help you calm down. And when I say mindfulness, I talk about like more being present in the moment and not always having your brain go back and forth and back and forth, which is really tough to do, I know. Um, But it can be a good practice a couple of times a day. And also for my fellow ADHD people, um, we have so much shit in our brains. Our brains are constantly like all day long so even for us i think it's even a better idea for us to just calm our minds down every once in a while it can really
1: it's a really game changer that's what i think um yeah that's about it to about today's topic again if you guys have any
0: ideas any um additions stuff that i didn't cover that has helped you i would be very happy if you would comment it on the video if you would follow me um, on my social media profiles also uh on youtube and um i'm on instagram as it's up to you personal training i am my youtube is cats coffee and kickboxing the podcast is fight for love and I have a second podcast, you guys. Second podcast. It's in Swiss German. So for all you people listening and watching this, speak in Swiss, which is probably mainly the Swiss people because whoever, who else speaks Swiss, right? <laughs> um, our language is weird. Anyway, um, it's called Mir Kampfsportlerine, which means us um, martial artists, female us female martial artists, Mir Kampfsportlerine, Um And it just talks about the everyday experiences and struggles of female martial artists. And I would be really happy if you check that one out too.
1: Um, Also, oh yeah, I'm on LinkedIn too as Tanya Mater. And did you know you
0: did because I told you before, but you can buy me a coffee if you like this episode, if you like my podcast, if you like what I do, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tanya Mader. That's T-A-N-J-A-M-A-D-E-R. And that's that. Also, if you want to see my website, it's in German. It's tanyamader.ch. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening.
1: It was such a pleasure having you here. I'll show you my kitty again. He's asleep. And, um, also, if you're in Switzerland, you can buy Kickboxing Kitty. Kickboxing Kitty is a really cool kitty
0: with a hood on his pink little jumpsuit and has little boxing gloves and it's just overall super cute. It's actually, its name it's is Kiki, short for Kickboxing Kitty, and it'll fuck you up. It'll fuck you up. But you can buy it um, for 64 Swiss francs. Uh, Shipping is included in Switzerland. Um, So if you want to get yourself one of these cuties with its little black tail and its toe beans, you can um, just reach out to me. Tell me to send one over to you. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.